go off the rails Don't you know it's time to raise our sails It's freedom like you never knew Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Bros Video Game Music Podcast. Are we ever excited today? This is the podcast that shares and discusses the very best in video game music. This is the last week of Nintendo Month, and did we save up a wonderful episode today? This is Super Mario Odyssey. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Yeah, as Carl mentioned, we couldn't be more excited to cap out our final week of Nintendo Month with one of <laughs> the most exciting, yeah, <laughs> with <laughs> one of the most exciting um, and special games that I think both of us have experienced in a really long time, mm-hmm. Super Mario Odyssey. It's just a masterpiece. By this point, I'm sure many of you have played this game, and if you haven't, I bet you're kind of dying to get your hands on it. It was released for the Nintendo Switch um, in late October last month, and. I think all of us Brueggemann bros have just been devouring Obsessed. it. Obsessed. The music, the gameplay, everything about this game is just so fantastic, and we couldn't be more excited. And I think what a fitting way to end Nintendo Month 2017. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think it's the best game of 2017, personally. And for me, it's probably the most well-loved soundtrack. A lot of that has to do with the amazing memories I have playing this game and experiences I have, but I just adore the soundtrack. I think it's so fresh and bold, but it also feels like classic Mario in the right ways, Uh, and it just really feels like exactly what I'm looking for for video game music in in 2017. Very, very excited by the soundtrack. I can't wait to dive into it. The entire game pays such loving reverence to the series' long and colorful history. Mm -hmm. I mean... I, I think many of you know that haven't even played the game. There are a lot of references to Donkey Kong and Mario's origins in that game. But really, yeah. when playing through Odyssey, it feels like a love letter to every single installment in the franchise. I, I, I think I was a little worried and excited when it looked like they were going back to sort of the 64 Sunshine template, mm-hmm. that it would kind of write over what happened with you know the Galaxy games or Mario 3D Land and 3D World and everything. But it doesn't. It also feels tied to those titles as well. It, it really is this like all-encompassing game and the music is has that same spirit to it where there yeah. it goes in new directions things that we haven't heard in this series but it also has everything that you'd want from a Mario score and we need to mention the three incredible composers here well I think the most challenging thing about this entire game that they that they nailed is that it does feel like it's almost being equal to every single Mario experience that ever came before and it's paying like equal reverence and so if you're a fan of any Mario game there's going to be something in there for you that, that you'll enjoy and that's true with the soundtrack and the game So the composers we have, the lead composer of this game is a newcomer by the name of Naoto Kubo, who's only worked on a couple previous games for Nintendo. He did, I think, one or two tracks for Mario Maker, and he did a few tracks for Captain Toad for the Wii U. Uh, And this is his first lead game, and what a huge, like, high-profile project for him. He's a fairly young composer who actually studied at uh, Berklee School of Music, uh, so has just an incredible knowledge of jazz and arranging. Uh, and man, did he bring a really bold and fresh sound to the soundtrack. We also have Shiho Fuji, who's been very active uh, in Nintendo for years, as well as Koji Kondo contributing a handful of tracks as well. 
Yeah, it, 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 was a, it was a great team. They, they really had this cohesive sense of style. You had the old and the new. But I got my hat is off. My cap is off to Naoto Kubo. He, <laughs> yes. he really rocked it here. He I want to mention it. the track that's just finishing as you're listening right now. Sort of the anthem of Super Mario Odyssey. It was used in so much of the promotional material. It was actually Nintendo's first ever iTunes single. We're talking about cool Jump Up Superstar, which features the vocals of Kate Davis. This is a track composed by Naoto. Kubo. Yeah, so what's interesting is the music was composed by Naoto Kubo and there was a Japanese version that was recorded first. And actually the lyrics that, that we're enjoying over here in North America were written by Nintendo American employee Teddy Bridgewater. And there's actually a really awesome blog post that we can try to share with you guys where Teddy actually uh, kind of talked about his whole experience collaborating with Kubo-san and some of the Japanese Nintendo people. Um, and they, apparently it took a long time and a lot of rewrites to get this American version, uh, you know, up to snuff. Right. And man, he did a great job with the lyrics here. And, and just wonderful singing. The song is just exactly what you would want from a Mario experience. But the first time I think we all heard it, we were all a little bit scratching our heads at first. Like, wait, there's vocals? This is, I've never heard this before. Right. But it didn't take long for us all i think collectively to really embrace this song because well, it's such a good song the melody mm-hmm. is so fantastic and and the chord progression even though it's a little bit i guess bluesier than what i would expect from mario once yeah. you actually get into the thick of it it feels like a classic mario tune just in terms of like sheer you know polychromatic Technicolor. Well, the, the, another thing goodness. I love about it is it not only does it feel like Mario and Nintendo, but it reminds me of like 80s cartoon theme songs too. It's just a great right. theme song. You know, it's a wonderful melody, mm-hmm. great lyrics, very fun and catchy. And we're, we're going a little bit out of order for um, the actual episode here today. We're basically going to try to go sort of in order of the soundtrack and in order of the way you'd experience the music in the game. Mm-hmm. But I think it was fitting to start with Jump Up Superstar because that was one of the first things all of us heard before the game even came out what we have to mention is its function within super mario odyssey when you actually experience it it's such a powerful moment and Mm -hmm. it's also a completely different mix this sort of single version that they used in the trailer that's available on itunes um, is actually a different recording than what happens in the game and a completely different orchestration and everything so if you haven't played the game yet you're in for a real treat and we don't really want to give any of that away well now let's move on to uh the first stage theme that you hear in the game this is bonneton and this is such a delightful piece of music. It, it just starts you off in a really strong way. Once again, the composers we have in this game are Naoto Kubo, Shiho Fuji, and Koji Kondo. Let's take a listen to Bonnetin from Super Mario Odyssey.
You guys are listening to Bonneton, which is the first stage theme you hear in Super Mario Odyssey. And I was blown away by this. Uh, It's a really important track because it lets you know, okay, what are you going to be in store for in this game? I think it's a great start to the journey. Right away, you know that you're in good hands here (laughs) because it's just a delightful piece of music. There's a lot of Tchaikovsky kind of nutcracker vibes. It gives me a feeling of playful, mysterious, almost, there's almost a Christmas time feeling that I got from this It's very Danny Elfman, the Mm -hmm. the Nightmare Before Christmas. That's kind of the It's so wonderful. Uh, I have a feeling this is most likely Naoto Kubo, but we should mention that the only confirmed tracks that are that we know are composed by Naoto Kubo are the main theme, or also known as the Fossil Falls theme, and Jump Up Superstar. So really anything else is anyone's guess. I think most of the music will be composed by Naoto Kubo. That will probably come out eventually, because he was the lead composer. But you know, at this point, we kind of have to do our best guess. But Will, what are your thoughts on Bonneton? It's outstanding. It, it was one of the things that so set the tone of the game for me, and it, it gave me a flashback to playing Super Mario Galaxy for the yes. first time, hearing that Starbit Festival music. And the whole opening of this game feels like an echo of Galaxy a little mm-hmm. bit. And so when you finally get control of Mario and hear this music, and it's very different. You know, it doesn't sound like something we've heard in a Mario series before. Sure. But it's something that made this game feel like it was really the next step in the lineage of Mario games since Galaxy galaxy it made the gap feel like it was even stronger because the whole nature of the cinematic opening and another thing we wanted to mention uh unfortunately the only available versions of the soundtrack don't contain a lot of the, the cutscene music incidental yeah cutscene music and there's some fantastic stuff that we really are excited to talk about and yeah. we'll go into detail in future episodes maybe in like a, a show and tell once that stuff oh sure um is available but yeah this was such a powerful yeah moment. we sh- that that's a great thing to mention there's actually quite a bit of great music that we don't have time to include today um so yeah what what a what a stacked soundtrack we both very much adore uh the work that was done on this score let's move on uh chronologically the next uh kingdom that you move to after cap kingdom you move over to cascade kingdom to fossil falls this is the first time you hear what is really the main melody the main theme of super mario odyssey it's hearkened to in a few other pieces of music and then eventually we do hear it at the end of the game let's take a listen to fossil falls composed by Neoto Kubo.
What a delightful piece of music. You guys are listening to Fossil Falls, which features the main theme of Super Mario Odyssey. This was composed by Naoto Kubo. Bang up job, Kubo-san. Oh my goodness, this is such a great melody. Definitely the clearest uh, and most direct homage to what we all loved about Mario Galaxy. This feels like this could totally exist in a Mario Galaxy game. Um, It's probably the fullest, most orchestral kingdom theme maybe that we hear in the game mm-hmm. and it's just so wonderful every time you're able to revisit this cascade kingdom it feels like you're kind of coming home uh, wonderful melody i love how he explores not only the power of the orchestra but then he gets outside of the typical orchestral instruments you know you right. have some accordion and you have some other kind of addin- additional and, yeah. um, elements added on top of it uh, it's a very awesome piece of music yeah, there's some of these like folk ethnic flutes that are really cool, and then the yeah. recorder solo for that um, bridge section. My favorite part of this melody is yeah, da 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 da. Me too. And then you have that like tritone sub moment, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that made me feel like okay, this has to be Mahito Yakoda, right? Like <laughs> it's such sheer lyrical beauty that just felt like it couldn't have come from anyone else's mind, and that that was the hard thing for me to kind of accept that um, that. Mihiro Yokota didn't work on this game because he did yeah. such a bang up job in the other title. So I do hope he gets to return to the Mario series at some point. But yeah, hats off to Naoto Kubo. This is such a fantastic theme. It really feels like it, it captures the spirit of Odyssey, which is adventure. It's this very yes. intrepid theme. Yeah, da 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 da. Like it's so hopeful and filled with wonder. The contour of that melody just feels very inspiring and kind of pushing forward. Well, in addition to studying a lot and, and having a, a very strong education in music, I think Kubo definitely listened to a lot of Mihiro Yakota's work in the series in order to match the tone, and I even have a feeling he probably listened to some, some rousing film score to get him in the mood for this as well, because that's what this also reminds me of. Reminds me of a lot of 90s uh, heroic film score. Just wonderful melody. Uh, yeah. Wow, what a, what a strong track. Let's move on, shall we? So we're actually going to play three pieces of music from the Sand Kingdom, which uh, for me was probably the highlight in some ways of the game. Yep, me too. Uh, That's my it's, favorite. It's the most vast, uh, and it just feels like there's always something else to do in this kingdom. I, I adore it. Uh, let's take a listen to Toasterena Town. This is one of my favorite melodies in the game. Me too. This is something that you... In the game, you actually only hear it through these this uh, this radio. So there's this filter right. to it, like it's coming out of a radio. Um, but if you if you open up the music player in the game, you can hear it with the actually you know the, the normal so, mixed version. Carl, what's so effective about that is like what I was so impressed with is they're able to have this great little town theme. They're able to mm-hmm. have something that and it feels catchy. It reminds me of something out of like in Mario the, Three. In the world, in the yeah, game. but it's yeah. justified within the context of the actual yeah. world. So there's some mariachi vibes. Uh, very sunshiny piece right here. Let's take a listen to Toasterena Town from Mario Odyssey. Thank you. 
How delightful is this? It does feel like we have reached a new era of Mario. In every right. in every <laughs> sense of this experience, this is Toast Arena Town. And this is such a humble use in the game because a lot of people, especially when you're first going to the Sand Kingdom, you might look at the town for maybe like a minute, but then you're going to be moving off to, to the ruins. You know, you're going to be moving and exploring the Sand Kingdom. So it's such a wonderful theme that, you know, at first you probably don't hear very much. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of revisit it and, and go back and try to find all the secret moons that are, that are in this town. Um, but yeah, it's just... Oh, it's just so delightful. This was a, definitely one of the highlights musically for me uh, upon first playing the game. I completely agree. And what I think is so great about it is that a lot of um, music from Latin America, as well as a lot of like pre-jazz music, all this stuff that ended up kind of coalescing and forming the language of jazz, mm-hmm. it was all stuff that was so influential to the sound of Super Mario. That, you know, Koji Kondo so masterfully created in the original title back in the 80s and in almost every subsequent installment. So what I loved Mm -hmm. about a track like this is it was able to nail that mariachi sound, but the nature of the harmonies and the simplicity of the melody, it reminds me of actually something that could work in like Super Mario Brothers 3 in like an 8-bit version. It's For it's, sure. it's not actually unlike like the credits theme like Well, I think that speaks volumes to um how legitimate Koji Kondo's compositions were even back on the NES where that's course, why yeah. this feels like it it fits in the series. But finally we get to hear this level of performance and production that is unparalleled previously. You know, it just and what's so crazy is it's not like this is just uh, some oddball track. Almost every piece you hear in the game has real performance in it. It's absolutely stacked. And so many different types of ensembles. Like, this type of ensemble, uh, it's not like we hear this that much in the game. It's like every track is right. treated so singularly and so much care. Carl, I'm so glad you said that because that's, to me, that's the sound of Mario. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there was all this talk about, oh, is this going to be a big band score? Is it going to be an orchestra score? And it's kind of both it's and everything. neither. You know, yeah. it's it's like, it's basically like what Koji Kondo was always envisioning with Mario, where you have certain tracks that evoke this style and others that evoke that style, but there's all this eclectic instrumentation and everything's just this colorful hodgepodge. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of wonderful flute in this soundtrack. I'm almost more than any other solo instrument and a lot of different types of flutes from all over the world let's take a listen to another piece that uses that this is Toasterena ruins wonderful track let's take a listen
Such a great piece of music. This is another uh, example playing it the first time where I was like, wow, I don't know what I'm in for, but I'm along for the ride here. Uh, it's one of the best desert themes in the whole series. Uh, the melody is so strong. One of my favorite things about it is that there's two guitars. I think there's an acoustic and electric guitar panned left and right playing power chords. So it feels like rock music. But that's also something that feels right at home for more Middle Eastern music as well. Mm -hmm. So it's this wonderful hodgepodge that feels very comfortable with itself. Mm -hmm. um, and later on, uh, we're actually going to hear, we made a little mix here, so we're going to hear um, a slightly different version of this melody that you hear in game. Will, what are your thoughts here? So many thoughts. Uh, yeah, it has that Middle Eastern vibe with the kind of power chords or the parallel fifths, but then also yeah, dun, 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 those chromatic pitches that it's kind of um, oscillating around. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're actually the same pitches, kind of like the yeah, da, 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 sure. which I don't know if that's kind of like a subtle thing of mixing it back into the uh, mariachi world. But what I think is so cool about the sound of Tostarena is, you know, with the town theme, it was definitely going for more of like a Mexican uh, village kind of a thing. Yeah. That's that's what they were trying to do with the, the design of the characters, and it kind of has this like Cinco de Mayo sort of feel to it, which is so cool. Um, but then with the ruins, you know, they're trying to make it sound like desert music and trying to go for some of the Middle Eastern vibes. It's perfect. But I feel like they did a nice job with the instrumentation of kind of joining the two worlds together and making, you know, Tostarena feel like its own kingdom and not just kind of borrowing from existing folk music. Oh, I totally agree, man. And one of my favorite things that I want to talk about in the score is the amazing guitar work, not just the performance, but the tone. The choice of guitar and amps and everything is so spot on. A lot of the guitar work uh, features very tasteful whammy bar, and this track has that too, where you have this sense of vibrato that you can only get from a whammy bar, and it really feels good in a desert you know something about it's kind of like eh, disorienting uh, what we're gonna do here coming up is let's transition to the 8-bit version so without giving too much away uh, there's a lot of times in the game where you enter these 8-bit pipes and there's these wonderful 8-bit versions that transition let's take a listen here And it was such a fun choice, and a choice that probably took a lot of work. Someone had to go, I don't know who it was, but someone had to go in and listen to every single piece and try to condense it into an NES-esque sounding 8-bit arrangement. And some of them feel almost better than the, the original versions. Uh, it was just such a, such a cool choice that probably took a lot of work. And it's it's kind of indicative of the whole of the whole game. Where for me, the best thing about Odyssey is the small details that some people might not notice, but when you do notice them, it just makes you smile. Totally, yeah. And the, those eight bit mixes are interesting because some of the acoustic elements are still there at like a quiet volume. Yeah, and it it makes the transition work really smooth. But that's that's another example of what I was talking about earlier. That the entire game is a love letter to the Mario series. The fact yeah. that no one ever imagined there would be like. 2D 8-bit side-scrolling like now you're playing Mario but 1 yeah, on the you, wall. You literally <laughs> are. You're playing Mario 1 and it feels great and there's like new creative 2D moments here which is just like you just get everything you'd ever want. Let's play the last track we're going to play from this area. This is the Jaxi theme which I adore. I think it's a <laughs> it's lot of fun. fun. It's just it totally matches the, the fun that you have riding the Jaxi. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Thank you. 
I adore this track. You guys are listening to Toasterina Jaxi from Super Mario Odyssey. This is a track that um, very effectively incorporates real performance as well as virtual instruments. Really like, uh, both of us really like this drum sound here. It's a sound that we hear a lot in the score. It's basically a drum kit being hit with brushes. And in this case, it's being hit pretty dang hard with brushes. And it's just a wonderful sound. We hear that in New Donk. We hear that a uh, few other places in the score, um, and it's just it just works so it well. It just works perfectly. I I can't describe it. Yeah, the the sound of the space, sound of the drums. It has like a, a grittiness to it that um, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It adds a texture that feels like new for the series. I have to say. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, in in a track like this, I think it's especially important because there are you know those virtual instrument elements that need to be coupled mm-hmm. with real things but i actually think it works really well it it's almost perfect. feels like he's not writing for a real flute here that you know it's like that kind of crazy arpeggiated line i don't think you could actually do that that way on a real flute <laughs> it particularly works because you're writing the jacksy and something about the jacksy is is a little over the top and it's a little bit silly he goes so right. fast and that controls how you have to you have to break and move and turn in really intense ways this music totally fits that kind of over the top experience writing right. the jacksy and i gotta say i to me, it's not a Mario game unless you have some of that like virtual instrument MIDI sounding yeah. stuff because that's part of the sound of yeah. Mario. To and there's honestly. a lot like, of it, and unfortunately, won't be able to play too much of it today. But there's some, some wonderful music that happens um, in a lot of like hidden areas in the game that features right. mostly MIDI stuff. So, all right, let's move on to a track that I am so excited to get to. This is definitely my second favorite piece of music in the entire score, actually. Uh, that's that's for me. Uh, when I first heard it, I literally put down <laughs> the Joy-Con and just listened because I was in awe. Uh, it, it's a sound that we've never heard in the series before. It's so different, but it also, at the end of the day, is just a wonderful melody. Let's take a listen to Steam Gardens.
Words can't express how much I love this piece of music. Seriously, this is Steam Gardens from Mario Odyssey. I think this has got to be a Neoto Kubo composition. Uh, again, it features that wonderful guitar and, and that, that killer tone with a lot of whammy bar. This is surf rock for sure. It's like 60s surf rock mixed with like public domain jazz funk. But the drums are kind of more modern breakbeat. So right. it's this sound that it's like on paper... I feel like no, 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 no. Why would you do that? That doesn't. That's too many different sounds. But this is so natural. Um, at the end of the day, the melody is what steals the show for me. Um, there's just some great B3 organ responses, and that B3 organ right. is, so, is so great. But that guitar melody is is the name of the game. It's super yeah. funky. It's beautiful. My favorite moments are when it's harmonizing with itself. Um, just really pretty harmonies that that uh, convey maybe like the scope of this area. Uh, I also mm-hmm. think this is one of the catchiest tracks in the game because there's so much repetition, and I right. found myself singing it like constantly ever since I first I first heard it. This is a track I would love to hear like an orchestral, orchestrated arrangement of it because mm-hmm. I so agree with you, Carl. It's like. I think there's so much to enjoy about this Steam Gardens track, and I think a lot of us are, are distracted by all the sounds, that intense breakbeat sound in the drums, which is so catchy and really groovy and, and gets under your skin. The guitar tone, the B3, mm-hmm. but I think some of us might actually miss how beautifully composed the melody is, exactly. and I'm glad you brought up um, just how gorgeous those harmonies are. It's it's kind of like something that Manami Matsumai talked about you know, years ago where she said when she composes, she likes to make sure things work slowly at the piano sure. and just that the melodies are really beautiful and then add in kind of the rhythmic elements. There's one thing that I want to mention is the reason why I was very impressed with all the 8-bit arrangements in this game is because that was important for me on this track. When I went to the 8-bit uh, section of this stage, that was the first time that I really noticed that, oh, those harmonies are really beautiful because now you're hearing them on those pulse channels, you know? Right. <laughs> and when I went back outside, I was like, wow, you know, this is not just a fun and funky, groovy piece of music. Like, it actually has a beautiful melody, too. And, right. And that's probably why it's one of my favorites. Right. And the last thing I want to give credit to is it's such... It's not an obvious choice. I mean, <laughs> this level is this kind of wooden yeah, kingdom, and there are all these robots that look like teacups and stuff, and there's flowers and everything. There's not like a clear musical tone, but it's not trying to sound like woodland music. It's just like its own thing, and I love that it's not a cliche. Yeah, I am so glad that there wasn't a cliche woodlands theme here, because this is just a delight, and it's not, it's like nothing we've ever heard in the series, but it's honestly my second, definitely my second favorite theme in the whole game, so... All right, let's move on. I could talk about that all day. Let's not do that. We're going to move on to a very beautiful, relaxing, serene piece of music. This is Lake Lamode, and we made another mix here. So uh, we're going to start off with the first version you hear, and then eventually we'll transition to Lake Lamode 2, which has a different arrangement, and they're both very effective. So we want to show you guys a little bit of both. Let's take a listen. Thank you. 
so gorgeous. We're listening to Lake La Mode from Super Mario Odyssey, composed by either Naoto Kubo, Shiho Fuji, or Koji Kondo. My guess is on Fuji for this one. Uh, she actually composed that incredible underwater waltz from New Super Mario Bros. Wii that's actually a great kind of underrated Mario theme in my opinion. Um, and this track, what I so loved about it, it reminded me of like Zora's Domain, but also a little bit of like Super Mario Sunshine vibes, like Shinobu Tanaka. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it's just, it's very serene and relaxing, but there's also a beautiful melody on it. And this is one of those times when it was nice coming off of Breath of the Wild when I was yearning for more melodies. This game gave you so right. much melodies to sing as you're, you know, as you're wandering through this oh, world. How great let's would transition. This have been in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, let's transition to Lake Lamode Two. Here, we're gonna hear this. So yeah, I can't actually decide which version I like more. I think they're both um, really effective in different ways. Lake Lamo 2 is a little more sparse. Right, it's more sparse. It feels more ethereal and light kind of underwater. This yeah. has that echoey, delayed piano and acoustic guitar. Um, but in general, it's such a gorgeous melody. I mean, whatever presentation you're getting, it, the way it works in the game is they sort of transition between... Um, it transitions between the two depending on what area you're in. Yeah. And we've seen that before in Mario games where they have a different version of music for when you go underwater. But it's just so sure. effective. Yeah, and actually the use of the underwater is really great in this game because there's sometimes when they go to a totally different track uh, as far as like, you know, arrangement. But there's other times when actually all they do is they EQ the existing track and it's great. They just roll off the highs. And that happens in, in certain stage themes where when you go underwater, it doesn't go to a new track. They just EQ the track to make it feel like you're listening to it underwater. Well, what's um, also cool about this kingdom, I, I think it's called the Lake Kingdom. Um, is this music in the way that music works in Mario Odyssey in general is so effective because mm -hmm. each kingdom that you travel to it's kind of like creating what you know in Mario 64 would have been the castle and the stages it's it's yeah. all in one like there's not a hub world in Super Mario Odyssey the hub world there's a different hub in every single you know in in each kingdom and so what's great is when often when you first land there's no music at all and it's kind of like being outside at Peach's yeah, that's Castle a great in Mario point, 64 and then as you approach some of the action like in this kingdom as soon as you go underwater there's a different piece that we didn't play that starts the kind of mood and it's once you break out into the lake then you hear this gorgeous theme yeah we that was very close to being played but uh, i felt like if we had to play one this is probably more important to play totally on this episode yeah no and that's a great point i really loved that how when you got to these kingdoms it was silent at first and when you found the main area the main village uh, the main place of importance and the music comes in it's just a great feeling everything about this kingdom kind of blew me away uh i really liked how it reminded me of other underwater areas of other mario games but there, yeah, it almost, there was like a lot of Zelda vibes I was getting right. from this area and from this track. Definitely reminded me of Zora's Domain for sure. Uh, one thing I, I want to quickly mention that I really enjoyed uh, on this game is kind of the, the quote plot, if you will, of how every kingdom you go to, there's like another thing that Bowser needs for his wedding. Like in this kingdom, it was the dress, the lock lady dress, you know, and before it was, it was the band. The ring, yeah. Yeah, I just, I think that's such a fun little detail that they added to the game where 
yeah, it's not like maybe the most uh, serious or deep plot, but it's just it's just fun. Yeah, there are thematic threads that carry through the entire experience. One of them being moons. You know, you collect power moons in the game, mm-hmm. and the, the, I I don't want to spoil things, but it has a very lunar finish. Yeah, and also you know all the the things with caps. Everything is a cap, and what, what's fun is like in the game, everyone's wearing a hat, and different characters. You know if you can possess them or not. Yeah, uh, depending on whether or not they're wearing a hat. What amazing detail. Hills. All right, guys, we're now going to move on to the Metro Kingdom, and we are moving on to this week's track of the week. This is New Donk City, more specifically referred to as New Donk City Daytime, because there's actually a few different pieces of music that play in New Donk City. When you first come here, it's at nighttime, and there's very tense, stressful music. And if somehow you manage to live under a rock and you never heard this music from E3 or from the trailers or anything, what a great experience that would be when you finally go back to New Donk City after you've defeated that boss and you hear this theme play. Well, and what's great <laughs> is when you first come back, the melody's not there. Yes, the, good you, point. The theme kind of has to build because there's this plot where uh, Mayor Pauline needs to hire musicians for this festival and so it starts there are no drums there's no melody you basically don't even hear guitar you just hear like the piano chords and as you (laughs) recruit musicians yeah those elements of the track get layered back on top oh my gosh And, and once that happens it's a great moment but my favorite thing is leaving this kingdom moving off to other kingdoms and then deciding to come back oh i'll check out metro kingdom again and every time you come back and you hear this melody you're like God, this feels so good. This is a this classic is, This Mario has theme. to be my favorite part of the game. I mean, running around New yeah. Dog City, it was the thing that I think a lot of us were worried about, but it's so much fun, and it's a you blast. have an incredible Koji Kondo melody. It feels like a staple of the series. It's just, ugh, nothing's better. Let's take a listen to New Donk City Daytime. <laughs> guys listening to new donk city daytime we have played this track before on the pod and we have talked about it there's so much to love and so much to praise about this uh the first thing that i want to talk about is the big band writing the arrangement here 
it's so authentic and legitimate. Um, I think any any fan of big band, anyone who knows a lot about that style of music, would definitely enjoy this track. Yeah. But the thing that's also so special about it is there's a lot of moments for these um, individual solo instruments to really shine. Right. You know, the, the most of the tone that you get in this theme is not a full big band. It's it comes down. It's more sparse, and you hear that that rhythm guitar is very important, very present. That sax is very important. It, the first time we hear the melody it's it's just the alto saxes together taking the melody and then mm-hmm. when we come back for the second iteration of the chorus we add some of the other horns and tenor sax and everything and then you know you get to that gorgeous b section and that's the biggest band full lush moment. harmony yeah everyone full tootie it's just great that is a big band folks yeah oh god what a what a great moment i also love the the trombone chords at the beginning that are playing mm-hmm. these full major sevenths and basically the progression is i think this track is in um b flat and it's kind of Mm -hmm. like that oscillating between uh the one and the flat seven kind of a thing but both chords are these major sevenths um so it it has this really 1960s kind of lounge music sound to the the progression yeah it's uh, it's just perfect, and it so scores New Donk City. I love that it's kind of like this jazz, old-timey New York City. Everyone's dressed, yeah. you know, like they're in the 20s or something. It's just awesome. All right, we're going to play one more track that you hear in a New Donk City, and this is, I believe, only one of two remixes we're going to hear today. So th- I-, I wanted to showcase that a little bit. We gave precedent to the original themes, but there's some wonderful remixes of old Mario themes in this game, and this is might be my absolute favorite. This is called New Donk City Cafe, and this is remixing the overworld from Super Mario World, so obviously a Koji Kondo melody, but it's it's a jazz solo pianist performing this and basically it's just a needle drop i think they just let him roll with this and this is just one full take here uh there's some great solos that come later on very tasteful stuff let's take a listen to new donk city cafe I adore this. You guys are listening to New Donk City Cafe. As far as remixes go, it does not get any better than this. I I wish I could find out who is the uh, pianist here. Uh, Originally composed by Koji Kondo. Uh, Such a great performance. Uh, It's taking what you would expect. So the starting point of this is, okay, it's going to be like kind of like a slow ragtime feel. But then he expands that and he goes off into more jazzy territory. Will was saying that reminded him of some Vince Guaraldi music. And I definitely hear that. It's another track that 
for some reason fits really well as we're moving into the holiday season. Some wintry um, vibes I'm getting from this. Just great playing. One of my favorite uh, elements of this track is the left hand. There's some really good bass line stuff happening. Dun, 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 dun. Just really funky stuff. Right. Uh, wow, this is a great performance. And the reharmonization, the jazz chords that they use, it still feels very authentic to Kondo's yeah. own language. It's it's really nice and it just showcases that this is one of the greatest melodies ever written. Like yeah. the theme to Super Mario World is just unbeatable. I mean, it's like I get that this is a remix, but if this melody was written for the game, it'd be the greatest theme yeah. in the entire game. I mean, it it's so phenomenal. It is unbeatable. Ugh, he's just a genius. I'm going to move on to one of my absolute favorite tracks as well. This might be my third or fourth. I adore it. This is Bub Lane. This is such a relaxing piece of music. Um, it's cool because uh, you do go to Lake Kingdom first. And Lake Kingdom was great, but it didn't give me my fix of beach music. And so I was a little worried. It's like, oh, is that going to be the only like quasi-beach world? But fear not. Uh, the Seaside Kingdom gives you everything you would want. Let's take a listen to Bub Lane, and we're going to do another mix here. So later on, we'll fade up what it sounds like when you're underwater. Let's take a listen to Bub Lane. so relaxed you guys are listening to bub lane it's got to be a kubo composition in my opinion it's so smooth and i really enjoy the use of the chromatic like steps up that this melody has yeah it's just it's so tasty um and the acoustic guitar performance is to die for here it's a classic palette you know because we've heard this this kind of combination of acoustic guitar and accordion in the mario series before for for beach music so it's really impressive because at the same time it feels cohesive with the series traditions but it also feels fresh and in some ways maybe more legitimate than any previous beach theme right it's so loungy and relaxed and all the <laughs> rhythms of the melody and everything are, nail that but also yeah. it's this very economical melody in terms of note choice yeah da, 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 da. i mean it sounds like a mario tune it does i, I, I love that it's able to balance both of those influences and it doesn't just drift into sounding like i don't know like stock production music of a mm-hmm. certain era which would be great but it would kind of lose some of the i don't know 
Nintendo-ness of it, I guess. Yeah, one thing that I would say overall if I was maybe reviewing this score is it's really fun to hear these production choices and these and these fun little nods to things like, you know, uh, public domain music, but they don't stop there. At the end of the day, the reason why this track is so enjoyable to listen to for hours is the melody is gorgeous. So it really has everything that you would ever want from a Mario Beach theme. Yeah, it's... And it makes every kingdom and world feel completely distinct and have its own character as well. Yeah. It's just such great music. And I mean, I love that starting with Fossil Falls, you get this great orchestral palette. And even a little bit with Bonneton, so you sort of think that's maybe what Mm -hmm. you're in for. But... I don't know, not really every kingdom has that. And you also, you know, we've been told like, oh, this is a big band score, but that's not necessarily the case. It is the case with New Donk City, but it's more just like every kingdom you travel to, you get different music. Well, let's listen to the underwater version. Let's transition to that right now. So in fitting tradition with the series, it moves to an entirely new arrangement here, which is all synth and kind of ambient sounds, very similar to what was done in Galaxy. So it's definitely following the traditions. And, you know, as a fan of the series, that's kind of one of the things that you're looking for when you go underwater. The first time I went underwater, I was like, I hope this happens. And it does. And it just makes you smile. Uh, One of my favorite things to do in this kingdom uh, is take over those purple little guys, those gushins. Um, and you, you can fly with them and it actually reminds me of the way that you fly with flood in, uh, right. I was thinking that too, like the hover nozzle Mm -hmm, for sure. All right, let's move on to, oh my gosh, (laughs) one of the standouts. This is so great. Let's take a listen to Shaveria town from Mario Odyssey. You guys are listening to Shaveria Town, who for most people playing this game is a standout piece of music. Uh, you can't not notice it. <laughs> Fun fact, this is, uh, so I've been playing this game almost exclusively with my girlfriend this whole time. We've been playing the two-player mode, which has been a lot of fun. And this is her favorite piece of music in the game. Uh, she always wants to go back to this to this town because it's just so fun to listen to it. It's she such loves a great the, melody. The it's creatures. such a cute aesthetic. Yeah, and it's so adorable. I mean, these round guys in Shaveria are so cute. And this music perfectly fits, but also contrasts them because this is so limber. And they're so not limber. <laughs> they just bounce around. Um, and it's just so adorable. I think it just reflects 
this area perfectly. The Gaelic elements that this track has, like this whistle here, the percussion, even kind of the style of the melody, it feels so at home. And that fiddle really brings right. this to the next level. Yeah, I mean, you have that. It's a very Christmassy kind of sound here. Yeah. It, it's perfect. You know, you have the sleigh bell and everything in the recorder. It's very youth friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it. My guess is that this is a Shiho Fuji composition, but it could also be Koji Kondo because the yeah. melody is like so perfect, and it really reminds me of like what you get in Hyrule Castle Town in Ocarina of Time or the sure. Majora's Mask, sort of that main theme. Yeah, no, this could totally be a town theme in the Zelda game for sure. And and again, coming off the heels of Breath of the Wild, which was a phenomenal experience, but left me wanting more melodies like this. Uh, Odyssey was just you felt like you were in such good hands you were just you were treated to so many catchy melodies i mean i find myself singing this around the house you know doing chores i just i will i will be singing a lot of these melodies all the time and that's a good sign i also love the way this melody it's so good yeah yeah this is one of the best for sure i love the way that the melody enters with like that that's such a koji kondo sounding yeah way of ending the phrase for sure let's move on to uh the next kingdom that you will i believe this is the luncheon kingdom let's take a listen to mount mount valbono town from odyssey This is so delightful. You guys are listening to Mount Valbono Town. When the moon hits your eye and you're in Mount Valbono. This is just the most adorable thing. It's sending up a lot of kind of cliche, like Italian music, really. Um, Music that we hear, uh, you know, when we're at Italian restaurants or watching movies like The Godfather. But it's so much more child friendly uh, and catchy. <laughs> that music, but the palette is definitely right. going it's for the, that. It's the Mario version of Italian yes. folk music. You have the treming mandolins, and yeah, it, it, it's just so. It's the best. Great. It's such a delightful melody. Well, you think this is a Fuji composition? I really believe this is Shiho Fuji. I mean, she has a very distinct signature style and there's elements of this that kind of remind me of the Skyloft music from Zelda yeah. some of her work in the new Super Mario Brothers series she has a, an interesting sense of harmony and particularly in the second iteration of the verse when some of the mandolins start doing chords and there's this slightly dissonant chromatic moment that I don't know there's something about that that just reminds me of Shiho Fuji I, I can't mm-hmm. explain it but it's such a delightful arrangement it, it's so much fun I 
I really loved Mount Volbono and I really like the art style that everything is kind of these pure color tones and these kind of blocky looking worlds like that's another fun thing is every kingdom has a completely different artistic approach to the design yeah. and the music really reflects that I think gosh yeah and, and this this is another example of how the music changes to match the tone of the area so when you start off in Luncheon Kingdom there's a different theme that's a lot darker and totally matches uh, that tone. You know, there's a lot of lava in that area, and it's a little more treacherous. But then when you get to this town, it's just fun, and everyone's eating, and there's this big feast, and yeah, it's just it, it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a one-two punch coming from the Shaveria and then moving into this Mount Valbono town. It's some of the most adorable moments in the game here for sure. Well, and a lot of winks and nods to Kondo again. The way that this melody ends, that yeah, that that leap is sort of the end. That leap is very similar to um, in Yoshi's Island. The music, the um, um, for sure, you know, it ends with sort of a, a similar kind of intervallic ending. I'm excited to move on to Ruined Dragon Battle. This oh, is a really so cool good. moment in the game. Uh, it's one of the two times where uh, unexpectedly you're kind of dropped into a, a different kingdom than you were expecting. You have to fight this big dragon. One of the first moments in the game where uh, musically it feels like we're going back to the world of galaxy, but it even goes beyond that. This is super epic. Reminds me of a lot of modern orchestral video game music, actually. Uh, it's great. Let's take a listen to Ruined Dragon Battle. You guys are listening to Ruined Dragon Battle, and we were just saying over and over again that this needs to be in a Zelda game. Uh, if this was in Breath of the Wild, I think it would be one of the best tracks. Uh, yeah. It's so epic. Uh, it's I don't have no idea who composed this, to be honest. It could yeah. be any of these three. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it nails the Koji Kondo action music sound, which uses that chordal harmony that's based on fourths, these parallel fourths moving. And it's so epic, and it's a, it's a distinctly Japanese sound, I think. But, yeah, the, the melody here, the orchestration, the kind of marching rhythm, it really reminds me of Zelda, but also of the Galaxy series, I think. So fantastic. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this was Koji Kondo, actually. And I know that's probably not what a lot of people would expect, because I'm sure there are some people that were thinking we were going to say, oh, the Mount Volbano, they think that's Koji. But Koji Kondo doesn't just do, like, I don't know, impersonations of himself. It's not always this kind of cute, plucky, melodic stuff. Like, he can really dig into some dissonance, especially when looking at, like, the Link to the Past score, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time. Like, he, he can do some out there stuff, and I think sometimes we forget that right 
Absolutely, yeah. What a weird twist that would be if this was one of the tracks that Koji composed. It's anyone's, anyone's guess. All right, I'm super excited. Uh, yeah, that, that's another thing that, that I wanted to mention is that a lot of the cutscene music that we're not playing today actually harkens to a theme that Koji Kondo wrote for Super Mario Maker, the mm -hmm. the airship. The, yeah. Because in Super Mario, in Super Mario Maker, you can kind of play levels in a style of a game that didn't exist. So like, there's ghost houses in Super Mario One and airships. So Koji wrote two new themes for those environments. And what's cool is the airship music that's harkened to in Odyssey isn't the Mario Three airship theme that we know so well. It's actually what he just wrote a couple years ago for Mario Maker. It was one of my favorite things about Odyssey that kind of interconnectivity of the musical world but for sure yeah it's just great i'm really excited to move on to this this is one of the weirdest pieces of music in the game uh but i just found myself really liking it this is the second theme you hear in the bowser's castle kingdom uh so the first one you hear is, is really cool and also a little bit weird but this one is even weirder uh, i don't know why this particular tone was chosen there's kind of this asiatic traditional japanese tone but i'm not going to question it because i just think it's really cool music let's take a listen to bowser's castle 2 love how much sense of humor there is <laughs> to this piece of music. It's really cool and it's really bold and, and Will was mentioning, um, you know, this kind of this samurai theme to this whole stage and everything, so that that's conveyed here. Um, but he's almost it almost feels like he's kind of slightly trolling us with the end of that melody. It repeats so much dee do dee do dee do dee do dee longer than any of us, I think, are expecting. Um, and there is a little bit of this uh, feeling of kind of like poking fun at the player at this kind of taunting the player maybe um i think it perfectly matches well what are those really fun uh characters that you take over in this world that have the long beaks that you have to attach uh, and kind of oh, climb up the walls. i love those those like doesn't birds. that doesn't that melody so match yeah. those characters totally yeah you're that's a really good point carl yeah i i love this theme though because um it, first of all musically it feels like a great 
I don't know, it captures the feeling of Bowser's castle. ba da da ba da ba Yeah. You know, it, there's something Kondo-esque about that. But it's also <laughs> in this swung style, so you're getting some of the big band jazz stuff. But then you're also getting that Japanese folk music yeah. style. There's so many things happening at once here. This, Yeah, I'm so glad we're playing this. This is one of the standout musical moments to me of playing Odyssey. All right, now we're going to move on to the last kingdom, the last main kingdom that you play in the game. And this is, uh, I think, the second theme you hear. First, you hear the overall moon theme, which is very cool, very vibey and galaxy-esque. Then you go down to the caves, and I was wowed by this. It's the most rocking track in the game, and I think it's just super effective, super fun. Let's take a listen to Honeyloon Ridge Caves. You guys are listening to Honeyloon Ridge Caves, which is definitely, I think, a Naoto Kubo composition. Uh, this is another standout moment for me. Uh, it feels like kind of maybe one of the emotional climaxes musically of the, of the game. It's because you're really close to the final battle. And I, I just really enjoyed this, this part of the kingdom. Reminded me a lot of Galaxy, and this music reminds me a lot of Galaxy. Will made a good point. He reminded me that he harkens back to the melody of Steam Gardens here, which I think is really fun. It's so cool. What an interesting choice. Yeah, this um, I think if you orchestrated this with strings and brass and everything and not so much of the rock ensemble, I think this would be very effective too for just a, this climactic, um, right. you know, theme that you're getting close to that the end theme, it's kind of quasi batman <laughs> yeah the you know the old batman tv show theme but it also it's a great villainous sort of sound for bowser it kind of reminds me of what mihiro yakota did in mario mm-hmm. 3d world and another thing i have to say kubo wrote a new theme for bowser that's very good and yeah. towards the finale of the game i don't think we're going to hear it in what we're playing but there are actually a couple instances where we hear callbacks to Koji Kondo's Bowser theme from Mario 64. And there's yes, a lot which of is that a really cool moment. The last thing I want to mention about this piece, it starts, you have those kind of descending uh, rock organ chords that feel very proggy and really remind me of some of the boss music from Yoshi's Island, actually. So that, there's that nice kind of linkage, I think. Absolutely. Let's now move on to the final battle theme versus Bowser. This is called Bowser Battle 2 because you did fight him previously. Gosh, this is great. This, you know, this is kind of going to be a one-two punch here with music that really feels literally like... because you punch Bowser <laughs> in the level. A one-two punch really feels like getting back to the vibes that we established in Mario Galaxy. Very climactic, very epic orchestral music. Let's take a listen to Bowser Battle Two. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this is a 10 out of 10. I can't imagine scoring a final Bowser battle any better than this. This is Bowser Battle 2 from Super Mario Odyssey, most likely composed by Naoto Kubo here. And what an amazing job he did, as well as uh, these other fine composers as well. Uh, I love that there's a church organ here. Of course there should be. You know, you just got out of a church. There's this wedding. Right. Um, so for the actual game, the plot of the game, it makes sense. But musically, it's just one of the most epic things well, you can do. It's the choice that... It's the choice that Koji Kondo used in Mario 64, that right. final boss And like Will said, there is organ. a callback to that specific mm -hmm. melody. Uh, another thing that I really enjoyed about this track was that it feels a little bit more all over the place, more than I would ex expect for a Bowser theme. You know, at first I thought, oh, it's just going to stick to that palette that it establishes right away. But it goes off into a lot of different places and conveys a lot of different emotions. One of my favorite things is that I guess the only way I can describe it is just like the airship harmony that the French horns have. Right. You know, that classic uh, kind of Bowser airship sound that we've heard so many times in the series. A high level of dissonance. There's mm -hmm. a lot of motivic development and a lot of um, revisiting of themes. Basically, the main yeah. melody that you're hearing this is a, uh, an altered variation of the Mario Odyssey main theme. Bum, 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 yeah, for bum, sure. Bum, bum, bum hearkening on that and that series of intervals can actually sound kind of threatening but then we hear Kubo's uh, theme for Bowser but in like a much more elongated musically kind of augmented version of it and then we hear <laughs> that last section of the main theme yeah da, 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 right. da, in this kind of classical minor presentation it's really a delightful piece you yeah know, orchestrationally in terms of the energy all the different motives that we hear it's it's just perfect well we're going to ramp up even more and move on to the two of the one two punch here this is honeyloon ridge collapse watch out <laughs> is phenomenal i mean even if you're not a fan of the traditional kind of style of mario music maybe how fun and easy breezy it is i feel like any fan of modern video game music has to you know take their cap off to this this would be a standout track in any modern soundtrack it just just that orchestration that that writing is at such a high level that left hand piano riff is just shredding it's so epic i just it's crazy that this this is in a Mario game. Right. It reminds me of something you'd hear in like a Jerry Goldsmith score. You yeah. Know, that low, dissonant piano ostinato. 
coupled with the orchestra. And then this incredibly dissonant, very 20th century, almost atonal presentation of the Bowser theme. An event, and, and even more hearkening to that, really the fossil falls, the main theme, but, but hearing it in this presentation, again, reminds me of what Koji Kondo used to do in the Mario series where he took one theme. Think of something like Mario World in, in the castle where he took that theme and, and turned it into a minor key, and man, it's so effective. Yeah, the whole ending of this game is so exciting and climactic. I, I love all the narrative elements to Odyssey that it, it really... Yeah. I don't know. I, I love the story parts of Mario. I know a lot of people just play it for the levels, but I kind of right. like when it feels a little bit more cinematic. And, and me too. It's it's fun. It's part of what I enjoy about it. Yeah, I mean, it feels weird to call the story of this game deep because, you know, <laughs> comparably right, no. to other experiences. But for a Mario game, it's definitely the deepest it's ever felt. And it really did feel like this connected world. I was a little bit mad with, at, at <laughs> Peach's reaction at the end. I thought that was not nice how she, without giving too much away, I, I wasn't a fan of uh, the way that she reacted at the end of the game. I felt like I, I wasn't appreciated for all my efforts, but... We'll leave that at that. Um, okay, so now we're going to move on to something that you may have thought, oh, no, did they did they skip that? Did they miss that? No, we're going to go to it. This is called Run, Jump, Throw 1, and it feels like the sequel to Mario 64 Slider mixed in maybe with, like, donut lifts from Yoshi's Island. It's a wonderful athletic theme that we think is composed by Koji Kondo. Let's take a listen to Run, Jump, Throw 1. So this is the closest thing we have in some ways to an athletic theme, which is another reason why it makes sense that this would be a Kondo composition. But you listen to this melody and there's almost no denying it. It just it, it's got to be it's got to be Koji. It not only does it remind us of other themes that he's composed, but it just has all the qualities that make a perfect Koji Kondo track. Right. I mean, the fact that it's kind of evoking the sound of Slider or some of the other athletic themes, it, that's not the reason why I think it's Koji Kondo. It's just it's a perfect melody. I mean, it yeah. functions in this great sequence. This very specific chromatic run. But then yeah. this ending here. It's just like there's not one note out of place. Mm-hmm. Everything is just, it, it reaches this beautiful climax. I mean, I don't know. No one writes a melody like Koji Kondo. I just, I, I can't say it enough. It, it's ugh. that wonderful vibe that we've gotten so much over the years. It's kind of like that vaudeville meets bluegrass, where it's like taking a bluegrass, but the melody is a lot more showy 
than what we would typically get in bluegrass. So you can just kind of see someone almost like doing jazz hands along to right. this. It's just, it's so fun. Showy, but also really refined. There's yeah, that economy yeah, yeah. of notes that, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like when, when Koji Kondo is composing a melody, he's really taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, I think other composers, when they write melodies, it's kind of like, oh, I just do whatever feels good, or, you know, <laughs> I, I want to trust my first instinct. But from anything I've read from Koji Kondo, and you can yeah, this tell is in crafted. the music, it's a craft. It's like, he's trying to whittle it down until you literally can't make it any more perfect. And it doesn't right. mean that all of his melodies are simple. Some of them kind of have specific complex chromaticism, but it's like a great piece by Chopin or something where there's that simplicity aspect to it, but there's also the precision aspect of it where this yeah. way the melody goes this way and then the second time it does something different and that contour is is, is such a choice and it really contributes to the artistry of it. I really think... Kondo is one of the greatest melody writers of all time. I mean, I think he's up there with any great classical composer, any American songwriter, any mm-hmm. opera composer. Like, I mean, Koji Kondo, he's, he's really, one of the best. Oh, he's as good as it gets. For well, me. now let's move on to a confirmed Koji melody because it comes originally from Mario 64. This is the second remix we'll play today. And uh, we can't avoid spoilers here. So sorry if someone hasn't. Uh, I guess, okay, we'll say this. Uh, if you haven't beaten the game, maybe stop listening now. I don't know. But uh, whatever, whatever, we have to do this. This is Peach's Castle. Uh, and this is from the Mushroom Kingdom, which is unlocked when, when you beat the game. And I, I think... I, I cried a little bit, actually, when, when I got to this point. I was yearning for this for so many years to revisit uh, Peach's Castle from Mario 64. And I think it was the perfect choice to not have the whole game be like that. Because at first I was like, oh, it'd be great to have a sequel, a right. true sequel that it goes back to the castle. might overshadow the experience. Yeah, so this is just the perfect choice because you do get to go back. You get to hear this perfect arrangement yeah, of the castle I, theme. I, I want to I say something before we start. This is not an example of a composer taking the melody or kind of going from memory of what yeah. the theme is and kind of making their own arrangement. This is faithfully... A, this is a completely faithful recreation yeah. of Koji Kondo's theme. Like, I think you could just put Koji Kondo's name. You wouldn't even need to credit anyone else because it's it's so exactly what that arrangement is. And it's it just shows what a masterful piece of music this is. Let's take a listen to Peach's Castle from Mario Odyssey. This stopped me in my tracks. Definitely the best arrangement we've ever heard of the Peach's Castle theme from Mario 64. 
it's just so perfect that I could just listen to this version for the rest of my life and I would be I satisfied. The only thing that he could have done to make me cry more at this part of the game is if when you looked up to the sun, which of course I did right away, if that took you to some sort of fun flying sky uh, stage. That that would have just I would have just had to had to wipe my te- wipe my eyes after that. But yeah, no, it's it's such a fun moment to to revisit this castle. I, I want to talk about this theme. I mean. I still don't think we could ever talk about it enough for for how perfect it is. I mean, what Koji Kondo did in this piece of music was basically legitimize all of Super Mario 64. Yeah. Saying, like, it was kind of a weird plot. You know, you never really see Princess Peach in most of the Mario games. Mm-hmm. But in that game, you spend the entire time in her castle. And with so you this feel like theme... You, so you feel like you get to know her, weirdly. Right, but he was able to make it feel like the world of Mario. You get a little bit of splash of maybe sort of like the ending music of when you rescue Peach. But there's that level of sophistication to it that just feels purely elegant. But then so much of the music is composed in this three-voice way, similar to the early NES music. Sure. The, the beautiful... Um, the beautiful counter-melodic counter function of all those lines in the harmonies that are implied is just gorgeous. And what I love about this arrangement is there's not really anything added. There's just doubling. You know, yes. the first time we hear the melody, clarinet is doubling with the melody. And the second time we hear it, flute up the octave. Very tasteful orchestrational elements. But it's faithful to all of the internal harmonies of the original piece there's this great moment i love where we have this kind of cross relation if you will where there's a a g sharp in the bass played against a g natural in um the treble voices and that's something that you get in like jazz music a lot and in in some kind of romantic classical music yeah Um, but that's such a delightful and just gorgeous luscious moment of this piece and i'm so glad they kept that. That's just part of Koji Kondo's unique voice. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned it, but this is the last track of the day, folks. So all we have left is just the play out. So we just wanted to thank everyone for for joining us for this whole month. We had a great time. This is definitely the highlight for me. We were saving this up. It, it felt like it was it was like waiting so long to get to this episode. So it was hard to wait. Um, and like we said, in the coming months, hopefully we'll get more information on maybe specific crediting, which tracks were confirmed to be Koji, which one were uh, Kubo, and so on. But either way, uh, it's a phenomenal score, phenomenal game. Uh, for me, it's the highlight of 2017. And that's saying a lot because Breath of the Wild also came out this year. And that was a, obviously that was a great experience. I think everyone agrees with that. But for me, this was one of those classic Nintendo moments where everything comes together. Like every single choice, I think was perfect. The musical choices, the gameplay, the design, the plot, everything about this game, I, I just give like a perfect score. So, yeah. so for me, it was the highlight of the year couldn't agree more well thanks for joining us for nintendo month 2017 and we'll be back with you next week for a pretty exciting special episode (laughs) very exciting very exciting stay tuned guys we're going to play you out with the credits for mario odyssey my name is carl brueggemann and i'm will brueggemann have a great week everyone peace out